0: Hey, who made you a this, jockey? Welcome from all of us to all of you. If you want to know how glad we are to have you with us, just
1: you listen. Hi, and welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlives podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. It's episode 120 after our one week break, <laughs> our one week hiatus for the American Fourth of July weekend when my fucking parents came to visit. <laughs> and sit in the house, and I got to spend an entire long weekend waking up in my own home saying, okay, today's the day I pretend I'm not a reckless alcoholic. Today's the day I pretend that I shower every weekend. Today's the day I pretend, oh, sure, you're on a diet, mom and dad, turkey burgers, kale. Yeah, that's what I have for Fourth of July weekend every year. That's, that's the American meal. That's exactly what I want to have. Sober, too, I think I'll have that. That sounds like a lot of fun. But we survived it, and uh, we are back, and we're back, uh, actually, at this point, it's like two weeks after the conclusion of season six of Game of Thrones. Yep. So we're a little bit late on it, but like we did last year, because uh, we had a blast having him on to talk about Game of Thrones. it has uh, been a friend of mine for a long time. He's uh, an actor and a comedian from Los Angeles. John Keating, how you doing?
0: Good, good. How you guys doing? Uh, Great.
1: Very good. Uh, thanks for... For joining us uh, on this, um, even I'm thrilled t-
0: to me back, even because
1: yeah, last year was like a, a two and a half hour marathon. I th- right, I think we did. I feel whole- like the last
0: one just ended like, <laughs> a couple of days ago, and then now we just got to take a couple of days off. Now we're gonna start back up again.
1: Yeah, I, I think by the by the end of the last one, uh, we all collectively had to piss about eight gallons. It was just like two and a half hours of constant <laughs> geekery, but it was a fucking blast. So. Yeah. And it's always fun talking to you, John, because I think I said this last year. It's like we met each other doing a comedy show in like the mid-90s when we yeah. had both started comedy in the back room of a fucking <clears throat> Chinese restaurant in Salem, New Hampshire, which <laughs> is as far from any kind of legitimate show business as you can get. We're <laughs> at the absolute yeah. – The bottom of the barrel. And now all these years later, you've moved to L.A., you've done some TV, you've done some movies. At least one of us. I'm in my basement talking on the internet. This is as high as I've been able to push it. It's good that somebody actually broke through up to a point. It's always fun to talk to you because you're not making Dan Cook money. You don't have that Dan Cook thing. I
0: don't even know if Dan Cook's making Dan Cook money anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but you've, <laughs> but you've, you've done all right, and that's – it. Just it, it, I don't want to say it gives me hope because I gave up hope a long fucking time ago, but it makes me feel good that at least I was around some form of legitimate talent.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, well, thank you. Hey. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I, I like the made it to a point. That is definitely true. <laughs> That is definitely true. Yeah, d- d- to a point.
1: I'm not going to bullshit you, Jonas. You're doing all right, and I'm glad yeah. to see you're doing all right. <laughs> 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 What's well, the 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 big thing that we talked about last year? And I know these things take forever. You know, particularly for independent movies, you were part of a, a movie called "Concessionaires Must Die." Yeah, which was about as independent as you can get it. There was fundraising, as I recall, based on you were streaming pieces of the film for Kickstarter money, or how did that? Yeah, just... we
0: actually um we we actually streamed uh, the entire making of the movie, except for the last twenty pages of it. But we uh we did at first we did it we did like a uh, an IndieGoGo campaign and we raised some money through that, which was like this weekend long. Telethon kind of thing where we were watching. Uh, we couldn't actually show what we were watching, but we sh- it was like us watching. Uh, one of the producers had never seen any of the Star Wars movies. Oh God! <laughs> so we, so we made her sit down and watch just just the, the original trilogy. We didn't we didn't go delve into the prequels or of anything. Not. You're not a fucking so we savage. Said, yeah. So 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 a lot of it was watch was us watching the movie. And we would like have people, you know, you could sync it up and watch along with us and we would kind of provide a commentary as it was going along. And that was a lot of fun. We ended up raising, I think we raised like, I mean, you know, I'm not a huge fan of those, those go the Kickstarter kind of things, but I think we raised like 20 grand from that. And then we had other independent investors. Um, But the real deal was that we were streaming the making of the movie. So we actually had, uh, we had two. Denise and and Juan uh, Juan, uh that they were kind of the hosts of it, and they would, you know, we we're gonna stream from like you know two to six or whatever, and we'd show the actual just making of the movie. We keep the webcam on on the the set. Um, every once in a while, you know, one of the producers or the director or or some of the actors, we'd come over and and talk to them about what's going on, and and so people could actually just kind of. Tune in almost at any time and watch like an actual indie movie getting made, which yeah. is
2: this,
1: which this, is pretty cool. This is coming back to me because I remember being convinced that somewhere somebody has screen captures of you just absentmindedly scratching your balls or doing. Oh so- god, yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
0: yeah, Not even from this project, I'm sure. There's, a, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's probably a wealth of that out there, I would think. I, I'm uh, sure
1: on an old cell phone, I've got something. <laughs>
2: I'm sure from it's the comedy right studio. studio. I think
0: I would do it on stage. I don't think that was even a problem. Like, oh, sorry guys, this is a little sweaty in here.
1: So all right, that, yes. so that was last year. Um, yeah. Now it's the movie is it has post production is everything finished. I, I know.
0: Th- I would say it's probably like ninety eight percent finished right now. I, I think I, I t- spoke to the director. I, I was actually one of the writers on the shooting draft of it, which was a lot of fun. And then I'm also in the movie, and uh, I spoke to her actually. Uh, the director is America Young. She's uh she hosts a lot of stuff on Geek and Sundry. I think she has like a, a thing right now going, uh Signal Boost or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And she used to host for uh show for um Stan Lee's mask. Uh it was called Mask and Cape. And okay. yeah. um Yeah. And then they would they you know, they would review comics and such. That so she actually that's how we got Stan Lee involved with the movie. And okay. he's actually in it. He plays uh he plays the lead character. Uh the lead character is played by David Blue, who was on Stargate Universe, yep. which might be of some interest to people listening to this. Um, and Stan, yeah, so Stanley plays his grandfather in a flashback, and we got him, and he actually introduces. There was a new trailer released uh, about a month or two ago, and Stan introduces the trailer. But it's got the new trailer is great. If anybody that's listening to this, watch the old trailer that I I plugged last year. That was pretty much stuff that was filmed at we. Filmed for two weeks at one location, this uh, gigantic uh, single-screen movie theater in Fresno, California, uh, because the movie is set. It's about a, a, the last days of a single-screen movie theater. It's kind of like Empire Records, but in a movie theater. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or clerks. It's, so, it's it's like that clerks it. so it's
1: like clerks. So it's like clerks, but in a record store, but in a movie theater.
0: Right, but in a movie theater, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just blew so, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we filmed, but we got this the run of this gorgeous. Theater, uh, it's the Warner's Theater up in Fresno. For two weeks, we had just the run of the place and there was a couple events we had to work around. But other than that, we, we, that was our, our home base for two weeks and we filmed there and that was a blast. So the original trailer would, has just footage from that. But then we had, uh, like two weeks of pickup stuff in LA. Um, we did a lot of like little, there's a lot of cutaways to like little movie parody inserts in within the movie itself. Okay. And uh, some of those are in in the new trailer. And stuff, and, and and new scenes and stuff. And there's a, a little piece of Stan is in there. He gives the introduction to the trailer as well. So, Okay.
1: I'll definitely uh, put the trailer in the show notes. But did, did you get a chance? I probably asked this last year. Did you get, did you get a chance to meet Stan? Because in between now and then, I actually met Stan. And briefly. I put it very
2: briefly.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I actually I did not. I was not available on the day he was filming. And plus, it was a very... It was a very close set that day, and they filmed it at his office. And it was, you know, a couple people. But I did; I was involved in writing the scene that he, that he did. Okay, which was which was a blast. Yeah, that was kind of cool.
1: See, that that's a bummer because I met him at a convention. One of those. It's like you know, yeah, fork out your wallet. No, keep going, keep going. Okay, now (laughs) now you can get Stan's autograph. And the poor son (laughs) of a bitch, he's look, he's old and clearly trucking along, but these these. Autograph sessions are they're like a forced baton death march. Candle shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah. I've wanted to meet the man since I was five years old, and I didn't want to be there by the end of it. And it's literally, <laughs> you get like seven seconds in front of him. They put the thing you want to sign, and he makes yeah. eye contact, and he gives the smile, and then you're you're done, you're out. That's you're it. Done. It was a hundred yeah. dollars for that eight bucks, seconds. And you waited.
0: And would you wait like about three hours in line to get in? Uh,
1: it wasn't quite that bad. It was <laughs> yeah. it was run better, but it was still like an hour and a half. So. <laughs> But it, yeah. I, I got to meet him.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you got, yeah, exactly. You, there you go. Yeah, I met him. And uh, yeah, from from what I hear, he's. The, I know he's not doing a lot of those anymore. I guess there's a couple that I think he's going to do his. He has yeah, his kamikaze right. one that's in LA. Is, is Comic Con this weekend?
1: Uh, no, I think it's two weeks.
0: Oh, is it two weeks from now? I okay, think so. yeah, I, I'm already seeing like a bunch of events popping up.
1: Yeah, they just the released. They just released the schedule. I think up through Sunday. I think Sunday's schedule went up today.
0: So, oh, okay. Are you guys going this year? Or nah, no,
1: it's it's become yeah. too hard to get tickets and you know, you would think with our massive triple digit audience we could easily <laughs> score some press credentials, but yeah. It's uh amazingly <laughs> it didn't work out this year. <laughs> Apparently we just got our wires crossed and it just didn't yeah, work yeah. out. It's probably so, it's
0: probably an ad administration error. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hey we'll uh, we'll get back there, but not this year.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like it it's just got so gigantic that it kind of stopped being fun. <laughs>
1: It's there's still nothing like it, and still yeah. I would have a big. But yeah, it's you want to talk about forced marches. It's yeah. Every year we would get to Sunday, and it would be you know the final event is the the Buffy the Vampire Slayer once more with feeling sing along in Hall right. H, and then we would shuffle over to the Hyatt bar, and just be like you know I I'm bummed that it's over, but I I don't think I could take anymore.
0: <laughs> I physically no, like, can't like do it anymore. Yeah, it's like. Two days is perfect. Three days, you're like, okay, I got to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: so, but it prepares we you to, for everything. Like when we went to the Red Sox game the other day, as we're shuffle stepping down Yaki Way, I'm like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <nothing>. <laughs> that is true.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's a, we, we take Boston Comic Con like fucking warriors because it's like, you don't oh, know yeah. at a real convention. at a real convention, you got to stutter walk like you're trying not to attract a sandworm. <laughs> I can do this.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I went, we went to, uh, Gallifrey won this year. Oh, cool! The, the Doctor Who one that's in LA. That that was cool. And the, and I actually uh, was on a panel at Long Beach Comic Con. Hmm. Um, oh, cool! For for an animated uh, short, that, uh, an animated short that I did a pilot last year uh, that I I, vo- I was a voice in called Gen Z. Oh yeah, we uh, talked
1: about that last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, we did like a little panel there. That that's like, actually a really nice convention, Long Beach, because. It's not gigantic, but it's like it's like a, it, it it feels more about like the comics and stuff. Where Comic Con is just this gigantic pop culture, anything goes.
1: Yeah, San Diego is is very much uh, spectacle driven.
0: Yes, and that's yeah. part
1: of why Boston Comic Con is still good. It's still very much about the comics. I've heard nothing but good things about Long Beach. Uh, yeah, I've had a guest a couple times. A uh, comic writer, Nick Marino. Um, oh, okay. That's sort of his hometown convention, and he's been there yeah. a couple times, and he speaks very highly of it. So
0: yeah, that's great. And the the WonderCon's really nice in Anaheim. If you're ever looking to come out again, that's something for not Comic Con, but yeah, WonderCon's really nice.
1: It's definitely on our list with our with yeah. our weird work schedules when we can actually get to. Con- there were two or three we almost got to this year. We yeah. almost got back to Chicago. We almost could finagle HeroesCon in North Carolina uh, this year. Just the timing was all fucked
0: up. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get to the point of like now it's like you know what. I- I'll go to come. I think I'll go to San Diego when I'm working it again. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, if I'm on a panel, if I'm doing something like that, then great. I mean, my, one of my dreams is to be on something and be on a panel in Hall H. You know, which would be. Oh. That's if, like one. That's one of my my goal my goals.
1: It, it, if you get there, you know, remember who got drunk with you on your birthday at the comedy <laughs> studio and fucked up Mike Donovan's set to the point where I don't think he's forgiven me yet. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, and then I wandered up and started. Telling a story about Tim's suit. <laughs> Tim had a suit.
1: are <laughs> all, get him off, all inside get jokes that are big on.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. There's I got it. Right now. <laughs> or, I, was, I was very drunk on stage, and that is something that does not happen. Did not happen often. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was glorious to watch because it was not uncommon for me.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, this is what it's like. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right, so why don't we move on to Game of Thrones all before right. we lose the entire team? <laughs> yes,
0: yes.
1: It's like, what's a comedy studio? These people suck. I don't want to... <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so the first thing that struck me uh, going through the entire season, this is the first season that for any of us who read the books, and John, I know you yeah. read them, and I read them, but even then, it's, so this is the first season we had no idea what was going on, and even then it was weird for me because it's been so long since I read them because when the yeah. series first came out, uh, I had a long commute. So yeah, I just put them on all on my nook and I burn through them in a yeah. savage burn of like, you know, a few weeks cuz I had a couple hours a day to do it so but it's it's been 5 years so even getting to the end of last season it was like I'm not sure I remember and then you know, let me sit down and reread it's like ooh 8000 pages yeah i'll get back to that i I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm actually on my third reread of the series oh wow. nice <laughs> <laughs> i study these things like like they're act like they actually happened like the history of westeros i know way better than i do american history <laughs>
1: But yeah, this is the first season. We had no real clue. It's and no. for me, it was it was not terrible because again, since it's been a while since I read the books, it's sort of toward the end of last season. It was like I don't remember if this happened or not because we've got two extremes here. You've read it through three times. Amanda's yeah. never read them and just knows the TV show. So, oh, okay. So John, what was it like for you going in? It's like all right, here's Song of Ice and Fire stories that nobody knows yet. I mean, yeah,
0: well, it's interesting because there, it, it did not get as far past. The books, as a lot of people thought it was going to, and 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 the stuff that they reveal in it was kind of stuff that you thought that there were theories of all along anyway, and it just kind of confirmed a few things. Like like, there's no one that I don't think there's anybody that read the books that didn't assume that John was not coming back.
1: Oh yeah, Yeah. that wasn't even a question. Uh,
0: And and not only that, but in in the book, I think it's going to be done a little differently where the the prologue of the of the fifth book is about a wildling who can warg into animals and they call it when you die you have your second life and you go into the animal and then you live it out until you stop remembering your human life and then you just become that thing which so in the book i have a feeling he's going to jump in his last words are ghost in the book right as he's getting stabbed so i feel like he's going to jump in into the body of, of ghost and then melisandre will still bring him back the same way so that that was kind of cr- the hound was you see him in the fourth book but they don't mention him they're at the quiet aisles and yep. they're talking to this character the elder brother and there's this grave digger with half his face bandaged and he's got a limp and he goes over to the dog, and the dog responds really nicely to him. And the, the elder brother talks about how the hound is dead, but never mentions Sandor Clegane. He's always talks about the hound is dead, the hound is dead. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, well, that's totally him. And they just confirmed it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? it's, and even like – oh, sorry, again.
1: No, I was just it, – it was funny all summer long uh, – or all winter long, rather. The, oh, is Jon Snow going to come? It's like uh, clearly this has – this has reached a fan base that's never read a fucking comic book. <laughs> it's like right. comic right. fans just have taken it for granted. It's of course he's coming back. Jesus Christ. Right.
0: Well, and they've done such a great job. I think one of Martin's uh, biggest strengths other than w- the world building, which I think is brilliant is that he's great at misdirection. He's really good at misdirection. Like the whole thing with Ned, it was so shocking because he set up the story to make you think that Ned was the hero of the story. And oh, yeah. he was never the hero of the story. Yeah, no. He, He's the mentor.
1: He misdirects and subverts, yeah. everything that you would think about this kind of adventure or fantasy story, right? And
0: believe, but it, it is a really traditional fantasy story if you look at it in he a lot just, of ways. He just misdirects a lot and takes you like, oh yeah, oh it's going to be about Rob. Oh, it's not really about Rob. So we can kill him, and it doesn't really make a difference. Um, but it, it's always been about John and Danny. It's always they're the ice and fire. It's always been about them.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see because it's one of the things I'm definitely going to want to talk about is how well it seemed to go for everybody at the end and how really yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't take that uh, everybody oh, got no, what no, they no. wanted Yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh,
0: so. but that's the thing I think people uh, it got people like you were saying the people that have never read a comic book that it got them thinking oh well he just kills people indiscriminately it doesn't matter and It's like no he doesn't the people that are, that are killed off the major characters that are killed off in the books are done for very specific reasons
1: Oh, absolutely, and even yeah. then, if if you've read the books, I mean, uh, Lady Stoneheart, he couldn't even leave, you know, her really dead. So he brings right. people back. It does happen, right. but Yeah, it,
0: just they're not what you think they're going to be. You know, the Lady Stone. I, I can see why they left Lady Stoneheart out of the show because they they've already got like Beric Dondarrion in there, and the show they've already established that people can be brought back. Yep. And I don't think she's that major part of like of the end game. I think she's just a show the bad side of that. You yeah. know, like when they brought back Cal Khal- Drago, uh, y- Drogo. It's like,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the the fifteen skeletons Benjen had to kill in this
0: one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Benjen, you know, they they confirmed that he was cold hands although I, martin has gone on record saying that he's not cold hands in the book but i don't know if some that changed somewhere or something uh
1: yeah it's i, I have again it's been so long since i read them some of these yeah. things just going i know i should know what that is why can't i fucking remember that yeah. jesus christ there
0: was there there's a mysterious character that that helps bran and 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 the, the reeds to to get to the uh the tree you know to get to the to the three-eyed raven and uh, and his name's Cold Hands, In the book he rides this giant elk, and his face is covered, and and, and it was always assumed, oh, that must be Benjen, right. that's what happened to him. But then he, uh, Martin's apparently gone on record, records saying that it wasn't. But I don't, I mean, I mean it makes that, sense that it is. That's it one of
1: the. That's one of the things that is kind of given me hope, even if the broad strokes of the plot of the show follows what he kind of has plans. There's going to be so much. Detail. Oh, yeah. It's always been the detail that was the cool thing about the book. It's you know you talk about the world building compared to the television show. Yeah, you get down to almost a molecular level in the books, right. and yeah, you can get inside the characters' head, So there's going to be a ton of stuff in the books for everybody who is screaming. It's like I don't want to know anything before the book. There's going to be plenty for you to discover, oh, yeah. even if the broad strokes are
0: there. Yeah. Well, and there are so many stories that are totally different in the books already. Like you know the Dorn thing is t- completely different than it is on the TV show. Yep. Yeah. There's a whole, there's other, there's characters that aren't even on the show. Um, the, 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 the Iron Island storyline is completely different in the books. Yep. There's brother, there's another brother that isn't on the show. Uh, one of Theon's uncles that isn't on the show. Um, that's making his way over to, to Marine. Uh, in the books, Tyrion hasn't even met Danny yet. He's still on his way there. Um, so, so there, there's a lot. There was a a ton of stuff that, that I'm sure the major beats are going to be similar. To an extent, but it's not going to be, it's not, it, it's, it's kind of coming off into a different story. And and like you said, yeah, you get so much, you get the characters in her motivations, uh, the, the POV characters, and plus you get so much of that lore, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, and it's adaptations, you should never expect that they're exactly the same as, I don't know why anybody would actually think that. It's. Because I'm looking back to when I was a kid, it's like, boy, I couldn't wait to see David Lynch's Dune. Yeah, that wasn't Dune. That was parts (laughs) of it. That was pieces. (laughs) But it doesn't affect the books. The books are right there. The TV shows. Now, Amanda, you have not read the books. So did you have any different kind of feelings coming into the season of now you can't? Because I I remember sitting there with just a smug smile <laughs> as the red wedding started. Yeah, and of course, yeah. you know, oh yeah, to, to bring Joffrey his cup, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so at least this year you knew I didn't have any surprises <laughs> that I, I could um, just hold over you.
3: I felt like it was tonally consistent, but paced far more quickly than other seasons. Yes. Um, so for for me, it, it worked. But I feel as though things progressed very, very quickly. And
1: well, th- <laughs> like, uh, give me an example of something that
3: I know that the timelines were just weird in general in terms of like Arya was doing her own thing over in Braavos, where other things were happening in Marine and whatnot. But like, all of a sudden by the finale, Arya had gotten from Braavos to the northernmost reaches of Westeros <laughs> oh, very yeah. quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um oh,
1: spoilers! By the way, we're going to spoil the entirety of <laughs> season six of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably
3: um, the one. Varys like found his way from Marine to Dorn and back again very quick. Like, did he have like a portal? Like, just like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you you did point that out to me in the finale. Yeah. It's like now he's back on the boat. I'm like, shit already. How close is Dorn? Where's but, the map? <laughs> but if
0: you also notice, if you notice though, there are also Tyrell boats in that Armada in that armada.
1: Oh, I didn't oh, see okay.
0: that. Yeah, there's there's a couple that have the rows on the the sail and stuff. They I guess the showrunners have said that that they there's no physical way to. <laughs> make the timelines match up on the okay. show. It's just like, you know, because like you, you were saying uh would you Jon Snow and uh, and they're doing the the tour of the northern houses yeah. with uh you know, but yeah. like Liana Mormont, she's like on the Bear Island which is way up in the northeast. It's an island and it's yeah. off to the thing and then she's over with the Glovers at Deepwood Mott, which is way on the other side of the north. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, in the next scene, you know. And so, I guess I guess the the time Lapses in between is their Le- stuff; it Leanna, doesn't all match up.
3: Is Leanna Mormont in the book?
0: Her her letter is the letter that uh, I know no king in the north, whose name is not Stark, whatever, the, whatever yeah. her, the, whatever yeah. that. Uh, that is in the book, uh, but she is not, and she was amazing. Yes. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I, I I remarked to a man, Amanda in the finale, it's like, that 10-year-old kid is the only one who's probably really fit to sit the Iron Throne. <laughs> right? She's got her shit together.
0: Like, even, in that, even in the Battle of the Bastards episode, she didn't have a line. She just scowled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she steals it. She steals everything she did. She stole it. Every scene she stole,
1: and just the dignity and yet humor of sixty-two fighting men. Sixty-two. <laughs> it's, all right.
2: I wanna.
3: Yeah. I wanna find a way to like photoshop her into you know that montage where like it's like every instance of Joffrey getting slapped. I just I want to find oh, a yeah. way to like work her in there somewhere and like slap <laughs> him. Like, just scowling like. at him.
0: <laughs> she does have that. She does have that one moment where she raises her hand yeah. to, to silence the to silence the other the other lords.
1: So, uh, all right. So let, let's talk about like I said for a minute. It really felt like things went very well for the. There was a feeling I got at the end of this that I started to started to be like I can't trust this because it is George R. R. Martin and heroes don't win. But it really felt like wow, everybody sort of the people you want to win won, and the well, people I you
0: I, I I don't think it's a case of heroes don't win with him, but he has a very Distinct and uh, punishing view of when people take revenge, mm. and how that does not work out well. I mean, you look at Oberon when he was in the battle w- with the uh, with the mountain, with the trial by combat in uh, season was the season four, yeah. and he had it won, but then he starts going for revenge, and he starts going for like, starts getting cocky. You know, what I mean, he starts yeah. getting say, say her name, say her name, blah blah blah, and that's when it cost him. Um, revenge never goes well in, in the books or on the show. And I, I think w- when we saw Sansa and we saw Arya with those smiles at the end of their little moments that they finally got something,
3: Yeah,
0: it, it, I think on the surface it's like, yeah, yeah, do it. But I don't think it's going to end well. Well, yeah.
3: when, when Ramsay says to Sansa, um, I'm a part of you now, yeah, because yeah. the Sansa that we knew in season one, she would never have done that. So no. little bits of her humanity as she's learned to play the great game have gone away, and the same can be said for for Danny. I mean, if Tyrion Lannister is the voice of reason, you've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I also worry for Arya because she seems to have been let free by, um, the, the faceless man or, or the man with no name or whatever. Yeah. Um, but has she really? And, and the last time she used a face without permission, she went blind. So she used a face presumably without permission because she's taken her name back and, and, and committed murder to Walder Frey which was glorious. It was very Titus Andronicus. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated Don't that. Don't bring as... <laughs> Shakespeare into this. You'll lose me in a second. <laughs> um, so what happens for her now?
1: It's I have found her story to be my favorite sort of subplot for the entire thing. And it's for a very dumb reason because I'm not the brightest guy in the world. And I talked about this last year. It's, her story is Batman. <laughs> Her fa- her yeah, her parents yeah. were murdered in front of her. She's gone off to join a League of Assassins and train, and turned her back on them, and decided to yeah. fight against the injustice that robbed her of her parents. And that's a it's it's a superhero story buried in Game of Thrones. So of course, is the dope who spends far too much on comic <laughs> books. Yeah, Arya's story, and it was satisfying on that level. You're right. Right up until the end. You know, yep. She got close to him. It's like, wow, that, this is a little sad. Really? Your son's toe is in your, your fucking meat pie and <laughs> yeah. you butchered the kids. That's all right. This maybe is going a little far. And I'm wondering maybe it, it won't be a comment on. Yeah. if Somebody really went through Batman experience. They wouldn't come out of it. You okay know, yeah able to <laughs> able to go to the society balls even for half an right. hour
0: <laughs> she's a she's a serial killer now, I yeah mean, she's, yeah she's a twelve year old serial killer, you know, and I mean Maisie Williams isn't twelve, but the character's kind of like twelve fourteen somewhere around there yeah, yeah um she, i mean it's it's not you know that she's smiling while the guy is gasping for breath and blood squirting out of his neck. That's not healthy for a young for a young person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you Jesus, know, what did you do in college, John? Right? <laughs> I know. I I, I, I was lame. Um, <laughs> I was busy getting drunk at uh, comedy <laughs> shows. Um, but I also think, too, with with her in, in, in that, like, she's always been about revenge. That list has always been about mm. revenge.
3: Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I wonder, though, how much of this is going to be less about um, – ha- how uh, Martin looks upon those who want to take revenge and more about how Martin looks upon those. Okay, so this is what you thought you wanted. Now what?
0: Right. Exactly. Well, and- <laughs> there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that with... He does that with the audience, too.
1: Mm. Oh, definitely.
0: Um, because there was a lot of outcry after the second book about Theon and, and oh, what a, I hope he gets it. I hope he blah, blah, blah. And then so it was like by the time the fifth book, when you meet Reek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And it's like, oh, watch out what you wish for, because like, really, is that? Do you feel good about that now? You know this, what this guy's been through. You know yeah. <laughs> that, that there's there's all that. Uh, I, I want to go back to one thing you mentioned about the pie. Oh yeah, about yeah. That she serves him. That that's a part in the book that I was so happy that it did make it into the into the show. It's done differently.
3: It's supposed to be like it's, a fairy like a fairy tale or something or a, a parable.
0: Well, well, Brand actually on the show tells the story, and I think it's the third season the the of the of the 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 rat king Mm. of who um who who broke guests rights and and served his served his guests uh like people basically he killed he killed his guests and then and then he was turned into a rat or something he roams the night fort or whatever for the salt and bread is people it's people. (laughs) people yeah so he um but in the book there is a thing, but it's 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 Manderly, uh, who we saw in that last episode, the big heavy set guy uh, that looks like a walrus. He he kills the 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 phrase and puts them in 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 the pie and serves it at Ramsay's wedding feast. Nice. Okay. And, and he even eats it. He's like he's loving it. He's like blah blah blah. He's all happy. There's much more of a. There's much more in the books. There's much more of a. There seems to be like a conspiracy among the Northern lords to get Winterfell back. That's not overt. It's very kind of you got to you see it happening without actually anybody talking about it. Okay. Yeah. It's called like the great Northern conspiracy. There's like a big theory about that.
1: Oh, See, every time I talk to you, it's like, all right, I got to put aside the 12 weeks of this is what I do when yeah. I get home and, <laughs> and reread the books.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so rich. I love it. Um, the, uh, what you were saying about Martin's opinions of people that take revenge and, and violence. I, the one thing I was bummed about with this season was, there's a moment in the fourth book where they allude to it on the show. It, it's the Ian McShane episode. Okay. Yeah. Where, where the hound returns, where they go to the Quiet Isles, where the character he's kind of a uh, a mix of the elder brother and Septon Maribald uh, from the book. Yeah. And there's a scene where uh, where Brienne and Podrick they're they're going to the Quiet Isles and and they talk about broken men. they they should be they should be wear, afraid of. Of broken men and outlaws on the road, and uh Maribell gives this two page monologue of basically why men become broken like that, and how you're you're a farmer and and your lord calls you to war, and you you go off think, thinking it's going to be glory and and, and and then all of a sudden you know your brother's killed and you're seeing people killed around you and your lord's killed and now you have you fight for a new lord and it goes and then now you're starving and you're stealing food and you're and you're killing people be, to get food and and it just and then and then the man breaks and it becomes it's this huge beautiful monologue that you find out that he's talking about himself.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: And, and uh, then the, the 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 last line of it is um, she Brienne goes was it the was it the war of. Of the nine penny kings, which is which is a, a significant battle in, in the books, uh, I don't think they've talked about it on the show. And and he says he goes, it was he goes, uh, it was a war, all right. He goes, I never saw I never saw any kings or got paid a penny, but it was a war. <laughs> and that was and it's just this beautiful, it's this beautiful indictment of violence and of war and and the realities of that. And he kind of did a version of it in the show, but I'm like, oh my god, you've got Ian McShane. Why did they not use that monologue? It's there. It was it's. <laughs> This brilliant piece of prose that you that he would have just tore the shit out of.
1: Well, that, there's always special features. Yeah, it's because I remember hearing, "Oh, Ian McShane's going to be," in it's like, really, one episode, and he winds up riding a rope at the end of it. That that's yeah. what you use fucking Elsewhere Engine for. Jesus Christ,
0: <laughs> and he was great in it, but there was th- not that bothered m- me because the whole point of that storyline is that there is some there is some grace after all living that life. Hmm. There is some, there is, it doesn't always have to end in violence. And that, that scene just ended in violence. Like they took the peaceful path and they just got slaughtered. It became very walking dead, where anybody that, anybody that dares to be tried a different way than just killing people indiscriminately yeah. ends up dead. They're stupid. You're stupid if you act like that. And it's like, there needs to be a different way. There needs to be a different way shown.
1: Yeah, it, it did feel very abrupt. And it, yeah. it felt like. It's and then you know we should probably talk about it. There was one of the themes that has gone through the last few seasons, but was everywhere in this one was church and state, you know religion and politics, and allying yourself with particular faiths and whether it does anything for you and that I really felt in this particular episode it was, yeah, okay, this is I get there's a constant theme of, yeah, if you start allying religion with your politics bad things can happen uh sure. but th- this just felt like a very abrupt you know oh you can turn to a more godly path no you can't you're dead uh, everyone right. around you is dead so yeah just go back to the the
0: violence so, and he wasn't even religion he was more like philosophy he right. even said he's like like i don't i don't know what's real i don't know what any of this stuff you know like it, it was more about like just choosing peace just yeah. choosing just choosing a different way to live that's
1: true and he did specifically say he was you know not a godly person but it right. still it felt like it fell within that theme cuz yeah. yeah everybody who tried to ally themselves with <laughs> with religion but you know the, the high sparrow goes up in green sure. flames so so big it looked like Fucking King's Landing was vaping. That was a oh, glorious yeah. scene to watch.
0: That scene, that scene it made me it made me think of Doc Manhattan in Watchmen. Yeah,
3: <laughs> the way he, when he just got he just
0: vaporized like that. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, but uh, what are some some other examples? Well, I was going
3: to say without going down the the religion path quite yet. Okay. The, uh, the an example of trying to take a different path. Tyrion tries to use diplomacy with the masters rather than using force because I mean he could send the the second order out or whatever, but right. um, he said he instead tries to say no. You have seven years, and here's how it's going to go. and And they go away quietly at first, but then they come back and they bomb the pyramid. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. diplomacy doesn't work. He tries to counsel Daenerys to not just conquer, but to you know prepare herself the rule. to, to yeah. rule. Yeah. I'm not sure that Daenerys sees herself that way, or it, she feels nothing. <laughs> and I think that's going to be problematic for her. This is something she's been thrust into. And it's, it's causing her to go down this path of, okay, all I know how to do is, is conquer. It, somebody's going to end up being the Dread Pirate Roberts after this because, like, what do you have left after you get accomplished everything that you're supposed to be doing? Like, it's <laughs> like all yeah. I've wanted to do for so long was, like, have revenge. Now what? Well.
1: <laughs> well, and, and that comes back to the theme of be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Right. Which happens over and over again <laughs> throughout this season.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, you know, d- diplomacy doesn't work, trying to, to do things, you know, like Marjorie feels like, all right, if I if I go along quietly and play, play this game and tell them that I'm I'm now penitent, I will get what I want. No. <laughs> she goes up in flames <laughs> like everybody else.
1: Yeah, that's true. But uh, I'll tell you what, if I could find a priest that would tell me that Natalie Dormer should put out for me for Jesus' sake, I probably wouldn't be a lapsed Catholic right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well yeah he kills himself after <laughs>
0: well, yeah right he's like well that, there goes that
3: yeah
1: oh god and and he's such a fuck up he probably landed on the second coming of Jesus when he face planted <laughs> that guy would fuck up a wet dream fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck King Tommen <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I have Sir Pounce Tommen. for president
3: Sir, pa- <laughs> Sir
0: Pounce was a big hit
3: <laughs> I do have to wonder though um, in terms of Cersei's storyline you know what she's wanted for so long is, is to be in power um, even if Having power meant being the power behind something. So I'm, I'm, I'm fucking Robert Baratheon for the sake of I was told to marry him, but I really, you know, it's it's to keep me close to the throne and to put my kids on the throne so that I can have power through my kids. And and now she's just outright taking it because with Tommen's death and she knew that her kids were all going to die eventually. You know, she the last thing that kept her even remotely human was the the facade of I'm a good mother. I'm a good mother. Yeah. So now she she, in order to take power, did the thing that Jaime killed Eris for threatening to do. and.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure, and, and feel free to disagree, I didn't get the sense that her endgame was for Tommen to die. No. She specifically tried no, to keep him. No, but once
0: he did, she became untethered.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So uh, that she has
0: nothing to lose anymore.
3: Her, her goal was to get back to being the power that spoke through Tommen. Because Marjorie had threatened that, and then the High Sept um, threatened that the High Sparrow, rather. Um, so, in order to get what she wanted, she killed. She blew up the, the High Sept. The se- yeah,
0: yeah, the uh, Sept, the, sep, the baler, Yeah, with
3: uh, with all of that wildfire, and and that was Jamie had killed the last Targaryen king because he was threatening to blow up King's Landing with wildfire. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I, I think we're. Definitely- I don't think
0: that's
3: a
1: coincidence.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think, and I don't think it was a coincidence that we saw. That happened in the flashback and in Bran's visions. Mm.
1: Yeah, and, and I want to want to end the show with predictions, but I'll put one in now. Oh, okay. Cool. You know, the, I think you're absolutely right. The Kingslayer killed someone for doing that. Yeah. They, they they're totally setting up. He's going to have to at least make the decision as to whether he's going to kill Cersei because she's at this point. Yeah just about a mad queen level yeah now, I, will, whether he's, I will
0: add one more thing from the books if i may do it that in that prophecy the maggie the frog prophecy of your girl goal will be their shrouds and all that there is one part that they didn't put in the, the show but that's in the book uh where that she will be taken down by a younger queen and that uh there will be a, a Valen Valencar, which apparently is high valerian for little brother and it, it's assumed oh it'll be Tyrion that's going to try to kill her but Jamie was born after her as far as twins go okay interesting okay yeah and she's she's she Cersei is exactly what what the uh not all men kind of people <laughs> fear fear feminists really are she she is uh in the you see cuz you get like she's a POV character in the book so you get a lot of her internal hmm. yeah monologue. She's very much like, if I was born a man, I would be king and I would do a much better job than all these fuckers. Oh, totally. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know and, and she's been, she fights that. Like, so she's, she's not, she is the, the white, you know, the white male ultimate fear of what a feminist. Would be where she <laughs> does hate men. And she does. Because all she cares about is herself and getting herself on the throne. You know? Oh yeah.
1: And she yeah, she'll she'll fuck Robert Baratheon to get near the throne. Oh, she'll do right. it. Yeah. Uh, God, right. yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. She's yeah. she's a certain population's worst fucking nightmare.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> not, and, not all women. <laughs> not all men. Um but uh but yeah, in and, and, and that look at the end, like she didn't even she didn't even look happy no. that she was on the throne. Like she it was a little terrifying and she's dressed similar to the, the Mad King. She's black, that maleficent kind of look to her.
3: The uh the the shoulder armor with the chain was very reminiscent of what Tywin was wearing um, Yes, in his run. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt like there was a certain level of, of symbolism there. Maybe she's gonna die on a toilet, we don't know. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I think she'll die right on that throne.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's but it would—it was interesting to me in that, and, and this happened. This has happened with a couple of characters through the course of the show sure. and through the course of the books. You know, around season three, yeah, she could have died in a fire. A bus could have fallen on her head and dripped crankcase oil down her throat until she died, and I'd have been fine with it. And yet, I took a certain amount of, you know, yeah, give it to him to. What what was ultimately a hollow triumph at the end of this, of her finally seizing power and having to do it by way of losing her son? But right. it's she can it, have more. It's a <laughs> that's true. Jamie only lost a hand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's they've done really characters that seem to redeem themselves, but by way of horrible violence. It's yeah. like. One of the things I was thinking was Sansa for the first two or three seasons of this. If anybody had said, you know, you know, you might actually start to like Sansa Stark. It would have been, uh, yeah, no, not a chance. You know, maybe late at night, but yeah, but <laughs> to see her metaphorically grow a pair. And so, yeah, up until. Episode nine. And even then with it, right up until the smile, it's like, yep, tear Ramsey Bolton apart. He's got it coming. One right. thing the show's great at is give me a villain who I absolutely hate. And I don't know how they find these people. I mean, you, you're involved in acting, John. Do they have casting calls that say wanted, wicked, punchable face?
0: Um, well, no, but, uh, you, you and Rion, uh, was on a show called Misfits, which mm. is a British show, uh, like a superhero. I've of seen show. one or two episodes on, on Hulu, but just a couple of them and apparently that he has a the, the character he plays on that is very similar. Okay. Where 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 he starts off kind of good and there's a, there's a there's a change there and he becomes evil. Okay. Uh I haven't seen it so I don't, I don't know but apparently uh that that part was pretty much got him the part.
2: Okay.
1: But yeah, it's to really be liking Sansa and rooting for yeah. right up until the minute of yeah that smile of yeah that terrible. smile is
0: unsettling. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it it shouldn't be because Ramsey Bolton has been set up for us to hate him. What happened sure. to him was terrible. It wasn't terrible enough for me, but that's again. <laughs> man, here's your bloodthirsty, bloodthirsty streak viewer. But I'm trying to think of other characters that. But Stance been-
3: is the only one that truly understands the danger of getting what you think you want because what she thought she wanted in the first season or so was to be with joffrey and then
0: she met joffrey yeah. <laughs>
3: and yeah. then and then she and saw, it was such
0: a great subversion of that trope of the the uh hero in the tower i mean yeah. the, the 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 damsel in the tower you know where oh she's oh but i need a knight to come and save me that's always her that's her story
1: oh yeah and the, and, and the first uh, one was was Loris, and certainly that would not have worked out for anybody. And even
0: the hound, even the hound yeah. in a certain respect. And uh and then it becomes, you know, Dantos tries to save her and it's Littlefinger. And it, you know, and then you see her change her arc is is great because it is that like at the beginning she's all about the songs and the, the heroes and the gallant knights and and this is what it's like. And then as she learns what it really is and what what that really means. And she, she goes on this great journey and I did like that they brought up the rape from last season. They didn't mm. just let that go and that she confronts Littlefinger with it. Yeah. And makes him say it. I oh, thought that yeah. was brilliant because it really, it, it made it, okay, that wasn't a gratuitous thing last year. This gave weight. And I also think I on weirdly enough, i I think she might be pregnant with,
3: yeah, that's that's a theory that's running around on the on the yeah. internet at Ramseys saying, i I'm always going to be a part of you, although right. with her speech, and that she
0: can still feel him inside her and all that stuff,
3: yeah. but with her speech saying, "Um, you know, y- your house will be dead. Nobody will remember you. I think if she were to find out, she was actually, pregnant she'd be going out and like looking for like the first um like what do they call it moon juice or something and, like the the thing that's oh, like moon a, tea, yeah, moon tea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that that thing would be like dead and buried in the backyard already like yeah. <laughs> the way Santa is
1: now absolutely because yeah. Uh, yeah the one although thing,
0: unless it just unless that child just becomes a stark yeah no well, that's a possibility but you uh know, there are there is a there is that I forget what the name, what the name of it is, but where you marry and, and, but it's, but the, the, the woman's house is bigger, is strong, is stronger, is a great house. So, so you take, it goes under that house. You don't, that, so the male doesn't. It doesn't go under the male's name.
3: I think she'd just be worried about bringing the potential for, for that level of evil into sure. the world. Because one of the things also that we see in this story is you can nurture something as much as you want and they can still grow up wrong, Joffrey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you can, you can be trained for something and think, I think, Marjorie's character is an excellent example. This is what we're training you for. This is all going to this. You will be queen, and it's all going to... No, it it doesn't work out that way. I mean, yeah, you get what you want, but then you blow up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the one thing that really struck me with how far Sansa has come is in the last episode, she's playing Littlefinger. Yeah. Nobody plays Littlefinger. For her to have come that far and have if anybody has adapted to this kind of world it, even more so than Arya it's it's Sansa she could absolutely take on politically Cersei now i mean she yeah. basically engineered having a bastard named king of the north right completely independent well, but, but i
0: wonder about that though did she engineer that because the that look on her face was very ambiguous at the end because they i feel like she thought they were going to name her queen of the north and they jumped over her and went to John.
1: Oh, that didn't occur to me.
3: I, I think they're leaving it ambiguous on purpose yeah. because they they made a very clear point of saying that John and Sansa need to trust each other, and they've they've said as much out loud, but their actions don't follow through. And she's leaving it she's leaving it in such a way that you know if she wanted to, with a crook of her finger, Littlefinger'd be back in there, and John would be dead. But she also, I don't think, is in a position where she wants to put herself out in front yet because there's still too many unknowns. And as long as right now John is in charge, she doesn't have to worry about Littlefinger trying to bully her into marriage to further his own ends of getting on the Iron Throne. I can I can
1: believe that, yeah, and I can buy into it because it's I'm a I'm a I like movies, but I'm a dope when it comes to cinematic stuff. But one thing that leapt out to me in that last episode was when John and Sansa were on the parapet, the way they shot it was there was what amounted to a wall in between them. Yes. And even that leapt out of me. And I'm a dope when it comes to visual shit. Yeah. So th- there's clearly something that they intend to put forth with – Right. Something. So, yeah, maybe you guys are right, and and I completely blew that one, because I, I took it as, yeah, she feels like she engineered it, and now she doesn't need Littlefinger.
3: Well, it's symbolic that Littlefinger is also nowhere near the table. John made a point of, of yeah. telling the story to Melisandre about how whenever um, there was banquets, he never got to sit at the table. Caitlin always wanted him um, at the little kid's table or down with the, the others, yeah. that he wasn't really part of the family. Right. Below um, the salt. Right. And uh, Littlefinger is in that position in the banquet room. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that at all. So I watched this sober. I'm just stupid, is what it comes down to. <laughs> I go one visual thing out of ten hours of fucking masterly shot television. I go, Oh, there's a wall between them. Oh smart. I'm a smart guy.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think I I do I think she will end up in that position because I don't think that's John's lot in life is to be king of the north. But yeah, it, it definitely there was that weird then there was that look between her and Littlefinger. Yeah. That was that was it was it like you said, like Amanda said, it was very ambiguous. It was very is she looking at him going, Oh, you're right, this is gonna I am getting fucked in this situation? Or was she looking at him worrying about what he's gonna do now?
3: I think it's a little of both, and I you know, yeah. I think it's also intended to sort of get all of the things you're talking about from Cersei's point of view in the book, Sansa is beginning to realize, and it's coming out through her actions in in her latter arc. I'm in the War Council room. I know Ramsay the best. Nobody bothered to fucking ask me anything. Right. Um, you know, they're all jumping ahead to put John on the throne, but John demonstrates over and over again that he knows nothing. That's that's the famous line. He knows, <laughs> he knows nothing. Um, there's going to be a certain point, I think, where she's either going to get frustrated and yeah figure out a way around John, or John, through his own mistakes, is going to take a tumble and and she's going to have to assume the the throne of the north, the queen of the North. but Bran is still in play, so when Lady Mormont makes this whole comment about you know John is you know even though he's a bastard, he's Ned Stark's kid. Well, I think we've learned at this point he's not Ned Stark's kid right <laughs> he's somebody else's kid it's, it's still
1: kind of up in the air as to. Yeah, they they didn't officially say the words, but I, I think we all know at this point.
3: But specifically, it's not that he has Stark blood; he doesn't have Ned Stark's blood, and that's yeah. what they're rallying behind. True is the presumption of of this is Ned Stark's kid. Well, I, I was not a Stark's kid. But,
0: but Bran is not Bran is not Bran Stark anymore, though. True. He's the he's the he's the Raven, the three eyed Raven. Yeah, um, a, I don't, so I don't think I don't think he's in line for secession. I think it's Sansa.
3: Yeah, it, it, my, my point is that at some point it's going to come out that John isn't related to Ned right. the way that everybody thinks that he is, and well, that's going to hurt his credibility. Well, while we were watching it, we he were He also saying, never wants to be in charge. Like the, when, he, when he got to be elected leader of, of, of the, the Wall—
1: the Night's, Watch, <laughs> the yeah. Night's Watch,
3: yeah. The Night's Watch, he didn't want that then either, and the last time he was in charge, well, he got stabbed to death by his men. Like, well,
0: <laughs> technically, technically, he's the heir to the Iron Throne. That's true. Because he's Rhaegar's son. Yep. Rhaegar and Lyanna Stark. Uh, The Targaryens were known to practice polygamy, uh, and also the fact that there were Kingsguard were guarding the Tower of Joy. They were guarding her. The only reason that they would be there and not guarding Rhaegar, who was technically the heir to the throne, as he got killed by Robert on the Trident. The only reason they would be there guarding. Lyanna isn't. You don't guard. You're not going to send the Kingsguard to guard a prisoner. Mm. You'd be guarding the next heir to the throne. It's a yeah. Which they, is the baby.
1: They didn't officially say it, but at this no, point, no, I think it's as official yeah. as it can be that yeah, That's, that's yeah. where Jon Snow.
3: So when Liana is saying you have to protect him, he'll kill him. He she means Robert.
0: She means Robert. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because Robert Robert wanted all of the Targaryens dead. I mean, you remember with Danny where he was sending assassins across the. Yep. The sea to kill her, because because he was he was even more afraid because she was she was pregnant, that and that was even worse.
3: Okay,
1: but it's like I was saying when we were watching the episode, it's you know if if Jon Snow is from Lyanna Stark, that makes her that makes Sansa and John cousins, right? Yes. So yeah. in in Westeros, that's practically fucking strangers. Just get
3: married.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, got yeah. The North yeah. locked um, but well, the
0: the 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 I think the big the what, what the fa- what fans would like to see I think is Danny and John getting together. I think that's the the hoped for thing. But I don't I don't know if that's actually going to happen.
1: Well, I mean, of course, that's the hoped for thing. But again, yeah. this is aunt, right? this is George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little
0: little nephew, aunt.
1: <laughs> this is George R. R. Martin and and Game of Thrones. It's you know for everything you think you yeah. want, there's something worse around the corner. So yeah, we've exactly. seen we've seen Ramsey Bolton die. Yeah, he and you know for for a while Joffrey, oh he's the worst, I hate him. Then we get Ramsey Bolton, oh he's he's the worst worst of all of us, I hate him. You know who's gonna take his place? You know? Well, and, I
3: think there's more to be done with um, Theon and Yara's uncle because he's yes. he's certainly being set up to be a big bad and maybe even magical. Oh yeah, and Littlefinger
1: mm-hmm. certainly could have his chance to just turn into serious bastardy. You know, there's there's potential around there. I think
3: if Littlefinger gets it, it'll probably be at the hand of Arya. She'll <laughs> she'll she's probably the only one that can yeah. get close enough to just get in there quickly and get it done and get out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I just keep thinking he, he yanks the rug out from under you so often. You know, the last scene of the of the season was you know, Daenerys uh, standing on the ship heading toward Restoros, and I'm thinking, this is George R. R. Martin. We could start the next season with a raven coming in with a note saying, oh, she died of scurvy, and let's move in a completely <laughs> they, different they, fucking direction. They, but they see, I don't
0: think that, but I think that's what I was saying before, is that he doesn't do stuff like that. Everything he does is for a reason. And, but like, now, he, they cleared on that show, man, that last episode, they cleared the board. There's no tangential characters anymore. <laughs> like, oh. All of that stuff was just like, they just swept their arm across the bar and knocked all the shot glasses off. Everything, <laughs> everything's done. And now I think you have the main, I think the characters that are in there now, we're going to see up through the end. I mean, they may not make it exactly to the last episode or whatever, but I think that's what we're going to see. I mean, if you remember Littlefinger, Littlefinger starts this whole thing. He's manipulated this whole thing the entire time.
1: Yeah. Actually. He kills
0: John Aaron. Which starts off the whole thing with Ned getting asked King. Uh, he, he's, he, it's his dagger is the one that they try to kill Bran with mm-hmm. that starts the whole War of the Five Kings because C- Catelyn takes Tyrion hostage because she thinks it's him that did it. Yeah. Um, you got that. You got, I'm, I'm, there's theories, and I'm pretty convinced that he's the one that talked Joffrey into executing Ned.
3: Yep, yep.
0: No, that's, that's right. Instead of sending him to the Black. So there's all this stuff, you know, and the whole thing with the veil, and 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 he's swept in, and th- like he's manipulated all of this, you know. he's this little, uh, you know, no name, you know, thing from these rocks and the fingers that all of a sudden, and he's been able to to up jump himself to. I think technically he owns. He's the Lord of Harrenhal still. Yes, yeah. he is. And, yeah, and um,
3: I think he's he's the flip side to Walder Frey. Walder, you know, also sees himself as similarly put upon and he he's, you know, tried to move himself up in the world when others have mocked him. And so yeah. this is, Littlefinger does the same thing, but he's gotten further in the game.
0: Yeah. Walder Frey strikes me as the uh, the GOP fan that votes against his best interests. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're all, we're, we're the ones that are really the victims here. Oh my, god. You know, yeah. <laughs>
1: There was actually, this is not my theory, it's a fan theory that I found on Reddit that I just wrote down some notes on Because while we're on the subject of who's the master at the Game of Thrones. And the theory is that Varys is actually behind a lot of this. And the theory being that Varys befriended Tyrion before his trial and yet still testified against him while trying to negotiate for his release if found guilty to Jaime, the theory being that Varys, his plan all along has been to get Tyrion to Daenerys, thinking that Tyrion's skills would make her unstoppable, and that he's really been making all these moves to put himself right next to the future queen. That's that's I agree. He's banking. Mm-hmm. Which I agree
0: with that, but I don't necessarily think he's doing it for to get to gain power. I feel like he that's what he thinks is best for for the realm. Mm. He's gone on record saying stuff like that in the past yeah, when we, he's had conversations with Littlefinger. I think, I think Littlefinger's goal is, I want the power. And I think Varys is actually more, more uh,
3: globally minded.
0: Globally minded. There you go. Great. Yeah. Um, the, in, the, in that respect. In the book, he has a similar, there's a similar thing. There, there's a, I don't know if they're going to bring the character in, but the, there's a Targaryen that's supposedly Rhaegar's son that most people think is not really a Targaryen. Um, but was raised to be king, and Varys had a hand in that. And but Varys gets has a hand in getting Tyrion over across the sea. I think I think that's right on the money.
3: There's there's also a fan theory out there that Tyrion is also a t- Targaryen.
0: Yes, yeah. That yeah. that
3: was um, it. Aerys or Rhaegar got with uh, Joanna.
0: Ares, it would be Aerys. Aerys yeah. uh, or Aerys. Yeah. It, it um supposedly he he uh, Aerys had made comments about how he wished uh, Lord's right or whatever, that first night or whatever, that, that, that stupid <laughs> thing is that, that they, they have the ability to, to sleep with the woman on her marriage night on the night before her marriage um, was still in effect when, when Joanna and Tywin, who were actually cousins, uh, got married. And there, there is the, the theory is that he he raped her. Mm. And that, that, that's why Ty, Tywin has often said, like, made comments like i couldn't prove that you weren't that you weren't my son and it seems oh it's because he, he's a dwarf but there seems more there and there, there was a relationship with Ares where he was tywin was the hand of the king for like 20 years and he was this he was like basically ruling the, the kingdom and then he just leaves he just goes back to casterly rock and is like fuck it and then he's the one that turns on Ares during the sack of king's landing like they let him in the gates thinking he's going to help and then he turns on him Because uh, Uh,
3: Joanna died in childbirth with him, and and Lyanna died in childbirth with John, and and, uh, didn't didn't and Danny's mother, yeah, yeah. and
0: Danny's mother died in childbirth.
1: Uh, All I'm taking from this is those Targaryens—they'd stick it in mud if they thought it would wiggle,
2: (laughs) right? Right?
0: Yeah, they don't—they don't care. I think that that scene with uh, Tyrion and the dragons this season is is kind of leading to that. Um, He has this big fascination with the dragons, and I love the irony, and it seems like something Martin would do of. The son that is most like Tywin is not actually his son.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The the because you know Tyrion on on the show and in the books is is this brilliant strategist and manipulator. Mm. No, absolutely.
1: I'm trying to wrap my head around the the idea that Martin really could be thinking the the point is to show. Let's put rulers in who are going to make a better world. And we keep talking about the Westeros politics and everything. But the thing that's easy to forget, and you forget, and I keep forgetting it until people bring it up in the show, is that we've got the White Walkers coming. There's going yeah. to be a war with the Night King. And I'm still in my head trying to figure out how do we make all of this political intrigue match the fact that zombies are going to be pouring over the wall at some point. Again,
0: well, I think that's the misdirection, is that none of this shit matters. Yeah. The end of the world <laughs> is coming. Like, you know, what I mean? it's almost like global warming. It's like, look, you can bitch and moan about, you know, <laughs> who gets, you gets to use a bathroom or whatever, but you, the world is ending. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it is happening. You know, like, you know, like, the, you need to deal with that. It's, it's the very first scene of the books. It's the very first scene of the series. Mm. The White Walkers, you know, and I think the show has done a better job of keeping them in your mindset. Like, Hard Home last season doesn't happen in the books. It happens off screen. Okay. I mean, it happens. It just we don't see it. Yeah, uh, John. John's not there, so all that stuff keeps them really in the in in your mindset. I don't think the Iron Throne is going to even be a thing. I don't think that's. I mean, did, and Danny, one of Danny's visions in the House of the Undying, she sees snow in the throne room, and that in the throne room, like laid to waste.
3: That's right. Yeah, I I do wonder if we're going to have our big reveal with 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 John's parentage when Danny confronts them for the first time and then tries to like burn everything down and he's still standing? Are we Are going to have some moment like that? <laughs> <laughs> that that could be,
0: although I don't think... Well, it depends because, yeah, if he's like the the Azurahi or whatever, the, the prince that was promised. It's weird because on the show, they made her kind of invulnerable to fire. Mm. And in the books, that, that's not a Targaryen trait. Uh, it just happened that one time at the beginning when she hatched the, the dragon e- eggs. Okay. But it's not like it's like a superpower that they have or anything. Uh. But on the show, they've kind of done that. I always kind of assume that when we finally meet Howland Reed, we'll, is when John would learn. Okay.
1: Yeah, because it's certainly protection from heat didn't save fucking viscerus.
0: That wouldn't fire. <laughs> right. But. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there, you know, there were Targaryens that drank wildfire and burned up, and because they thought they were immortal, you know, to the. I call that, that Friday fires. night. you yeah. <laughs> are talking prestone, right?
1: It's the same <laughs> as wildfire. <laughs> One of the things that struck both Amanda and I as we were watching it was particularly as the season went on, it really seemed like women were the only ones who really had any idea of what the fuck they were really doing through this whole thing.
3: It felt like an answer to the previous season, where it's like, oh, look, we have expositional nudity and, oh, somebody's being raped again. Now it's like, all right, the women are getting together. And they were very woman forward, which I enjoyed. But it did feel to a point where it's like, oh. Nope, strong woman again. Uh oh, somebody at the writers' room said that we have to pull the, we have to play the strong woman card. Let's do that. it was very it was it was palpable for the whole season. <laughs> well, I'm not
1: I'm not sure I agree in that it didn't feel forced to me. That it's not I'm, like not like I sat there going, "Oh, they're just cramming another woman with her clothes yeah. on in my face. Just how could they do that <laughs> on Game of Thrones?"
0: I feel like the women are always very strongly written in the in the in the books and, and in the show. But I agree. I, the, I, I didn't. It didn't feel forced to me either. I thought, yeah, no, this is the natural progression. Like the other, the old shit isn't working. The old ways aren't working. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a new. There needs to be a change. in and how the people of this world see women. And one of one of the one of my biggest pet peeves of, and it's usually in genre entertainment, is to make a woman a strong character. She has to act like a guy. Do you know what I mean? Like she yeah. has to kick ass. And and. And oh, yeah, women right. and men are fundamentally different in how they approach stuff. Men, men you know, can be more childish and, and I'm going to tear everything down and I'm going to kick ass and blah, blah, blah. And women, in a lot of cases, are healers and builders. And there are different ways that people approach issues that are just as badass and just as strong, if not stronger, to be a builder and a healer than to be just a destroyer and I'm going to fucking rip down this, I'm going to kick this guy's ass because he looked at me wrong. You know, like, like there's more, I think there's more strength and you're more of a badass in your ability to, to do that and, and to come at it that way. Amanda, like. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> Amanda broke my wrist once <laughs>
1: wrestling. I'm just saying. Amanda broke my wrist once wrestling. I'm just saying. I was drunk.
3: You were drunk.
0: I'm not saying, I'm not saying women can't be, can't be that too because I think Yara is that. Yeah, I think Gareth's that.
3: And I, I yeah. think that, that Danny to a certain point is, yeah. is as well because she uses force to get what she wants. She has the dragons. That's her muscle. She yeah. has her invulnerability to fire. So she's willing to light a building on fire to kill everybody else in there, which yeah. interestingly is sort of a parallel with Cersei. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> no, it really is. Um, it, was, it was a huge parallel. I don't think, I don't think Dan, I think Danny's almost like on the downside of that. Where where it's like this isn't might not end well. Like I, you guys have mentioned that earlier, this might not end well for her.
3: Yeah, I, I think I think it's important that she has voices like Tyrion near her to to remind her of history and yeah. to to tell her, you know, this choice you're making. I want you to consider these other options. You're going to do what you what you want, but I want you to consider these other options.
1: <laughs> What's well, a couple of really powerful scenes between those two characters? were yeah, when when Danny said her initial inclination was. I'll kill them all. I'll make the streets run red with blood before I allow the the masters to come back. And Tyrion advised restraint restraint in the sense of just burn their ships and kill a couple of their main dudes and that'll right. be fine leave one but,
3: alive to tell the story <laughs> yeah. right.
1: but where she's like no it's completely different when you talk about what my father did it's like you're talking about destroying cities it is in no way different it's exactly, no, it's exactly the same, same yeah. and she yeah. actually listened to him mm-hmm. and, and then on the flip side where after the battle and Tyrion says i've never believed in anything but I believe in you, and she returned the returned the the faith with the hand of the king
3: pin. I love that he. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a legitimately emotional moment. That was great. I, you know, I think in and this just got me thinking. If Arya makes it back to to Winterfell, I wonder if it'll be at a point where Sansa is beginning to assume the the mantle of queen of the North because Arya would make an excellent hand of the queen. <laughs> Perhaps.
1: I don't think she's going back to Winterfell anytime soon because her list is taking her in a very different direction yeah. to start with. I
0: don't think she's going to be there. I, think, I don't think she's going to make it. And that, I don't think Arya is going to be alive at the end of the story.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know if you can kill Batman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've, never th- I've always thought that she was kind of doomed.
1: Part of me, again, the, the superhero matchup, because the, the, the closest to superhero otherwise I can think of is, is the Hound in a different way. Yeah. yeah, sort of an old man Logan type of you know, mm-hmm. I'm the best there is at what I do. And yeah, I could see Arya going up against the hound. Because God knows they teased Clagane Bowl all season long and didn't <laughs> give us that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted Clagane Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
0: you're alone in that one.
3: <laughs> I I do have to wonder what what's going to happen with the mountain next season. I mean, how he's undead, right? That's the the whole point at this. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. So Frank
0: when, and <laughs>
3: <laughs> what happens when when undead mountain goes up against a walker? Because presumably that will happen.
1: It's it, he may be a secret weapon the way I always forget the name of the giant, but the the giant was. in the, Oh, um,
0: one, one. He's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that is so sad. I
1: didn't say it had to work out well for the mountain, but he no, could be no, a, no. a similar well, tool. I'm and,
0: wondering, too, what if. The power that the Nights King has over the undead affects him and he becomes Mm. a sleeper agent.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Also possible. Yeah, that's.
0: (laughs) Because let's, let's, let me go on record and I'm not saying anything that I don't think a million other people aren't already thinking. That fucking wall is coming down.
3: Oh, there yeah. is no way.
0: There is no way that wall stands. It absolutely is. End.
3: Well, Benjen made the whole point of um, there, there's magics written yes. into the wall, and that's why I can't pass this point because these magics affect me as well. So, yeah, right. the wall has to come down in order for the Walkers to be able to travel further south.
0: Right. And how did how did the Walkers find Bran at the tree? That's a good question. Magic. <laughs> marked. Yeah. No, remember he touched him in the oh, in the, yeah, yeah. In the vision, and he marked them and they were able to break through that and get into the tree.
3: Right, right.
0: They're going back to the wall. That would make sense that they're gonna they're gonna use that to be able to get into the wall. Okay. On, well, they, in the books, there are, and I I, I keep bringing up the books, but there so I, like, I don't know if they'll bring this into the show. But there's a horn that is of legend that will bring down the wall. It's the horn of of Juremund uh, Zer- <laughs> or something like that. There are a couple of red herrings of oh, we found this horn, this might be it, this might be it. And I think Sam finds it in old town but doesn't That's, realize it. It's kinda like it's kinda like Last Crusade. It's like it's the simplest looking thing. It's not this ornate looking giant horn. <laughs> it's this simple, you know, no, little I was thinking
3: that'll happen because right now we've got Sam. Um, in the library with nothing to do, yeah. so yeah. yeah, it would seem like the best thing for him is to get into some mischief and accidentally find a really plain-looking horn, thinking, "Oh, baby Sam will like this," and then baby yeah. Sam does <laughs> it. <visit>. That's correct. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's a, really, I, I yeah, you because, a present because he's not going to be there long enough to become a maester. No,
1: it wasn't a huge arc in this, but I really liked Sam's arc in this season. Just, oh yeah, you know, standing up to his father, even in a passive-aggressive way. It just. The, he's he's grown so much from the meek guy from the first book and the first season. And yeah, when he walks into that library, it's like he walked into the internet. And yes. it's, it's like, I, I, I bet it's empty because whatever the Westeros Dewey Decimal for porn, that's where all the Maester wannabes are hanging out right now. <laughs> But it's a, I like that idea of, yeah, just going through the archives in the library and finding this thing and realizing what it is. Yeah. It's, uh, I can totally see that. That would be really cool. The
3: the light fixtures or the chandeliers or whatever they were f- hanging from the ceiling are the same bands that you see in the opening credit that show yes. all of the various houses that spin about. Yeah,
1: you. Me- I didn't see that at all, and you mentioned it, and I was too lazy to reach three, <laughs> three feet to my right to get the remote,
3: but but it, it it ties in the whole idea of this is all a story that's been archived in the library
0: <laughs> yeah well and, and it and it brings back that thing of, of brand being able to affect the past, yeah, which we we have to talk about that we have we have yet to talk about the oh, most hodor heartbreaking the most heartbreaking <laughs> moment oh, of, the yeah. whole, uh, of the whole series, I would think, I think that was the most heartbreaking moment of the whole series
1: well I uh, mean... It's a, okay. I, I, I'll start it out by
0: saying, but, but, let me, but before, before we go into that, I just okay. want, I want, I'll lose my train of thought. But yeah, but it kind of goes back to I think Bran is going to be Bran the builder. Okay. Okay. So if the wall comes down, he will be the one that builds the wall. And it, it's kind of like that. This is the story that always happens. This is how it, it's the closed loop, you know, it's yeah. the bootstrap, the bootstrap uh, paradox. It's like this, this happens because this is how it happens. And this is how it always happens.
1: It's the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, and it's like, it's like, because there's gotta be some reason that technology has not advanced in this world.
3: Yeah, and and it only gets to a certain point because we saw, and I I don't think it was, it might have been this season, it might have been the end of last season. We saw the ancient ancestral home of the Targaryens, which yeah. had been a technological wonder, but now is in ruins. Oh yeah, we right. Get, it
0: was Atlantis. Yeah, yeah.
1: and we get Valyrian steel, but we can't make any more, and we don't know why. Yeah, so we just keep right. remaking swords out of the same shit. Yep. So
0: yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I so I think there is there is that that highlight, and then it and then it all starts over again. You know, the long night, which is the, the battle with the the original battle with the uh, the White Walkers. Which is interesting. I, I do like on the show that they're they're streamlining it. They're making the Knights King like, oh, he's the original White Walker. And in, in the book, the Knights King, the White Walkers existed before the Knights King became the Knights King. But but I think the storyline's gonna be the same. I think he's gonna be people think he might have been a Stark. People, you know, he was a Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He was the thirteenth Lord's Commander of the, of, of the Night's Watch Ooh, in the books. Auspicious, um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and he he ends up ha- he falls in love with a wa- White Walker woman, and uh, and they mate, and he becomes a walker, and and he's banished from the the Night's Watch, obviously. But there you go.
3: That's why they so, yeah. can't have women in there. Zombie <laughs> yeah. fucking is yeah. a
1: crime everywhere in the world, John.
3: Everywhere, in right, the world. right. <laughs> You know, well that's interesting something. because if 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 uh, making love to the undead turns you, what's gonna happen to the nun that's trapped in Cersei's basement that he she left with uh
0: Well the White Walkers <laughs> aren't undead though. That's two okay. different things. Oh, okay. The white walkers are like the beings that the children of the forest created. That's true. Out okay. of humans with the obsidian. Uh, but the, the the undead are are literally just the undead. They use them as the cannon fodder. Got it. You know, okay. they're yeah. But All the white right. walkers are like they become their own Creatures—they're their own species, or beings, or whatever. The mountain
1: is patient zero. I called it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I was convinced that Sh- that Shireen was patient zero, and that when she, uh, I, in the books, I just assumed that she was going that uh that she was going to die and release the, the grayscale, and that was going to kind of get things moving. Yeah. Uh, and that still could happen because she's still alive in the books. But but the the fire kind of took care of that in in the, but, in the scene. But but Jora.
3: Jorah's got the grayscale. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he's got the grayscale. And he's is, off to find a cure or whatever that means. And well, because they did something.
3: Because uh, Shireen, it, like, it only got to a certain point and then it halted. So the implication was that they found something, but they were yeah. hiding her away because she's so disfigured. Right. So right. Jorah may find something. <laughs> yeah. But is he related to Lady Mormont? Like, yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: They're of the same house. Okay. Uh, he's also related to the old bear, uh, the the former Lord Commander at yep. the, of the Night's Watch. Okay. he's his son. Yeah. All right. He was a- exiled because of uh, he uh, Ned Stark, uh, like arrested him for, for his slaving. Mm. He was selling he was selling slavers over in Slavers Bay, um, because he had a he had a, he had a wife that he was married to that he was trying to keep happy, and he, and he was going broke, and he turned to basically a life of crime, and then was exiled.
3: Which is why Danny then banished him because once she found out that association, she yeah. did not abide that, and by also
0: it. found out that he was spying on her. Right for for them to try to get his way back.
1: I'm just finding myself more and more enamored of the idea that yeah, this not to go Battlestar Galactica. It's happened before; it'll happen again. Because yeah, now yeah. I'm picturing the yeah the the White Walkers and whether it's White Walkers and grayscale or any number of things, but yeah, just rolling through and wiping out most of humanity, and if you believe what everybody wants to believe about who's left at the end of it, yeah, you've got a couple of at least half Targaryens there to start shit up over again. Right. I really, I like that theory. It's not one that I'd heard before, but it really kind of fits for me the more I think about it. Well, yeah, it
0: fits that closed circle kind of of storytelling that they seem to be doing, like, with with, to go into Hodor, with that. Um, right, so let's
1: let's talk about the warging and and Hodor and... So as a storytelling device to get the exposition of the past out, I think it was a smart way to go from a yes. visual storytelling standpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, some of the things yeah, because they...
0: Technically, technically uh, Bran in, in the book is only supposed to be able to see through the trees. So there would have to be a, a weirwood tree present right. in a situation for him to see it. But in like the Tower of Joy, there's no weirwood. They were down by Dorne, you know? Yeah. So, so they, they kind of just broaden that to, ah, fuck it, he can just see. He can just <laughs> see. <laughs> Into the past and shit, you know, like that. So
3: with with Hodor <laughs> the the idea that he can not only see the the past but also affect the past, one wonders then, will he use that power when the battle with the walkers come? Because if you can affect the past, it's it's like would you kill baby Hitler? <laughs> like, right, right. Like how far I, in the past can he look? I
0: would kill any baby. How's what that sound? <laughs> he looked and saw saw them being created
3: yeah so what what's to stop him from seeing further past that and affecting the children before they create them
0: well i think he can affect it but like i don't i don't feel like he can just jump in and go i'm going to change this like even the even the thing with with hodor it was kind of like the wires got crossed mm. because you had in you had in in the present Uh, you know, he's downloading all this, this information and these visions and he's in this vision and you hear Mira say, hold the door. Right. And I, and and I don't think, and Bran in the past didn't warg into Hodor. Bran in the present, I think, did by mistake.
3: But I'm wondering, you know, as he's, as he's learning how his powers work, you know what's to say as as a new generation of three eyed raven that he can't take the power set past what has been done previously. You know, Danny makes True. this whole concept uh, comment about we're going to leave the world a better place than we found it, and then in previous seasons, um, I'm going to break the wheel. Um, yes. If the whole idea is that this is like a snake eating its tail, and that all of this has happened before, it will happen again. What if these three characters are the ones to to break that cycle?
0: You know, if, oh, I, yeah. There's definitely that possibility. Yeah. Because like like you said, I, and I forgot about that line. That's perfect. Is that she, yeah, she didn't say I'm, I'm she didn't say I'm going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. Yeah. And that wheel could very much be the timeline of the show.
1: See, now I'm liking that even more because yeah, if, if it's doomed to repeat itself, then we'd have to find out that it's doomed to repeat itself and Bron could be used as a way to see the past. It's like this happened already. Or yeah. something almost exactly like this happened, and we need to do something else. So yeah, he could be at least within the realm of what he know, what he can do in the show. The way to see, no, we're on a doomed path, right. which allows them to break it. God damn it! I like this circular shit. It's making everything make <laughs> yeah. more, more sense to me. I'm more excited, and I was excited about it anyway.
0: God so where damn does Bran right. go
3: next season? Like n- now they have to he- like, like drag him places. I don't
0: even have a horse. Well, inside. I think he's going to the wall. Okay. Yeah, because he's he's within sight of the wall, and I think I think Mira can get him there, and okay. and, and Benjen will hold off any, any straggler whites that are coming at them. Um, but I, yeah, so I think he'll get to the wall, and you know, with with Lord Commander Ed, although who's not technically the official Lord Commander because it wasn't voted in. <laughs> I always thought that there's a John Snow was the 998th Lord Commander. Okay. Yeah. And then he, you know, and then he dies and comes back and he gives it up. I always figured the thousandth one was going to be a big deal. And I in the book I, the books I kind of just assumed it was going to be Stannis, hmm. um, and he's who's still alive in the book, so I don't know. On the show, he's not. Uh, one of my other theories is that it could be Theon. Ooh, that makes because sense. if you think about it, he's already celibate, forced. <laughs> yeah, <you> know, forced <laughs> celibate. He also has a lot to redeem. He has a lot of redemption to make. Right. And he, he, and he and he's on his path, but but you know, uh, I could see him. It, it, it would take him doing something in that final battle like heroic as a commander and taking charge and I could, but I could see him being, I feel, cause I feel like that 998th number, like you're right by the thousand and that, that just seems like the, it, it should be significant. It wouldn't just be like Ed <laughs> 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 who I love. Oh God, God, he's so great. It's our Lord commander, Ed, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, this is brother, Ed.
1: this is brother Steve. We haven't seen him before, but he's yeah, the thousand. Yeah. I really like well, the no, but
0: Ed, Ed is the guy is the one he left it to. Yeah. The, 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 the grumpy yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
1: But I like the idea of Theon, because if yeah if you think about it, not, not only that, he, he fits nowhere now
0: he's, right, he's, he's given up his rights. yeah, he's cause, not cause a star
1: he doesn't really want to be a part of you know he's, he's promised uh, his sister with right. Asha Yara Yara
0: yeah Asha in the book our, yeah Yara'm sure yeah,
1: um, yeah he, he's, promised her fine i'll be theon Greyjoy for you but he doesn't want any part of it he doesn't feel like he's part of it anymore he'll he'll do it for her and has gotten her to this point with the alliance with daenerys now it it makes a lot of sense of look i don't fit here i can't go back to winterfell i can't be part of this i can yeah go off to the wall in a tone i really like that and he's already
0: said that like he 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 feels like the north is was his actual home yeah Yeah. i can see him protecting it you know and and overseeing the rebuilding of the wall and all that stuff you know
1: yeah, no, it's a. I like that one a lot.
3: And also, it, if Bron, Bron is going to stay at the wall while it's being rebuilt, he could see that as all right. I I need to protect the last legit Stark male. Oh <laughs> yeah. sure, yeah. Because yeah. I I you know this is how I pay back.
1: Oh God, and yeah, you know, back from his beginning. Oh, he loves to climb. Oh. Yeah, Bron yeah. being at the wall and rebuilding the wall. Oh. makes more and more sense. You don't
0: have a you don't have a kid that can't walk. Uh, be a warg and not have that motherfucker warg into a dragon. If we, <laughs> if we don't see that. Oh. I will be I will be shocked if we do not see that happen. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> now I want nothing more the, in my the, life. And the Raven has even said he'll fly.
3: Yeah. Ooh, he yep. said he
0: said you won't walk again, but you will fly. Yeah. Oh. God. Oh God.
3: <laughs> well, Danny needs your dragon riders. I suppose one of them could do it through warging.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Hey, that works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, oh, we'll see Tyrion on one of those dragons too, because that's the image of that.
1: Oh God! And his fascination when he finally yeah. saw the dragon. Oh, yeah, he's,
0: he's been fascinated since the first season of it. Reading yep. the book when he was going to see the wall and stuff.
1: Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. man. All right. Did anything else the Warging pointed out that we want to? The the Rhaegar and uh like Rhaegar and yeah, that
0: was, yeah, that was that was the, and, big the H- one. and Hodor. I mean, it's funny. Apparently, someone uh, I was reading someone had spoken to George R. R. Martin in an elevator. In, in like 2014 at a convention and they said they're la- jokingly they said, "Oh, I know what I think I know what Hodor stands for." And he's like, "Oh, yeah? What?" And they're like, "Oh, hold the door." And, <laughs> uh, and, and he goes, "And he goes, you have no idea how close you
3: are." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, he said that he said that in the book, you know, it, it does mean hold the door. But it'll be different, it'll be different the way that whatever happens happens in, in the
1: It's a, in it's own way. I'm, uh, I'm, I imagine the TV show kind of frees him up because by saying, fine, do the major plot points. It it gets them out of the way. The TV show provides them for fans on an immediate timeline, but it also frees him up for, you know, as long as I sort of follow that flow, now I can make other things go in different directions. I can Mm -hmm. fill in the other details. I got to imagine he's kind of relieved that he didn't, meet that deadline for the latest book and now it's sort of diverged because it i gotta imagine he's like okay now i'm kind of free i I get hit by a bus tomorrow and my story's gonna get told yeah but now i can tell it in the way i want in whatever time frame i want and deviate however i see fucking fit
0: yeah (laughs) i agree i I, I think i'm sure he probably wanted to be the one to reveal the stuff you know just as it's his baby oh sure but it's, but I, I, I mean, you know, he knew he knew what he was getting into when he signed the deal and he knew what his writing speed was and and the and the, his ability to crank out books fast. He, he knows he doesn't do that. Um, I do. I do wonder, though, if he was close enough to be having conversations about meeting the deadline before this last season, if we might not see the book before next season.
1: No, oh, maybe it's a, I've been hearing the, that people are pretty confident. Uh, yeah. Maybe by the end of this year.
0: Yeah. By Christmas. Yeah. Um, and also, like, as I said at the beginning of the show. They didn't go that far beyond the books. And in fact, they were still dealing with stuff that was in, like the King's Mood at the Iron Island, that's in the fourth book. Right. So and, yeah. and, and there's different stuff that they were dealing with this season that were still in the books.
1: Yeah, and these books—the hound
0: and that—you know all that.
1: Yeah, and and these books—God knows—you could kill an an intruder with them. Yeah, he could catch up and jump ahead very easily with a thousand, twelve hundred pages.
0: Yeah, with that next book, I mean, that's going to be—I mean, it's the Winds of Winter, so we're going to see the. the, I think the 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 last book is technically is supposed to be called the Dream of Spring, so I think we're going to, you know, we're going to if that book comes out before this next season, it's going to get past the show again.
1: Yeah all right, I might have a few things to hold over your head for next season if the timing <laughs> works out. But it's uh, uh, the, the poor son of a bitch, he's gotta take such a beating of where's the book? Where's the book? Do, it's yeah. like I'm only a human being, I can only do so much. Yeah, well he's even
0: gone on it's, it's said in interviews like how offended he gets when people are like, Oh, how's your health? I hope you make it to the end and stuff like that. He's like, Fuck you. Yeah. You know, like good for him. You know, it's like he's not your bitch. He's a he's an author. He's gotta write it in the, in the time he writes it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I
1: don't fucking owe you anything. I, I'm not. Right. Uh, who's the guy who who writes the the, the uh, Amazon books? Uh, reamed in the butt by my own. But, uh, there's some. <laughs> uh, it's honey, Chuck Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Chuck Tingle, I think is his name, but he does these weird. Of course it is. <laughs> he does these uh, weird uh, homoerotic books about just weird stuff. Like, Google it.
3: I have I'm, no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. Is this another one of those come for Bigfoot conversations? Well,
1: kind <laughs> of, but no. It's a <laughs> he does these things, and uh, for the the Hugo Awards, oh they're the sad puppies, they oh, well, okay. they conspired to get one of these weird. Oh, he was homo- one of their
3: Slate people. Yeah. Okay.
1: But he turned around and then wrote a book about being, uh, you know, reamed in the butt by my Hugo Award, and. <laughs> And then said, "Oh, by the way, if I win the Hugo, uh, Zoe Quinn, who all the gamer Gators hate, yeah, yeah she's going to pick the award up for me and give the speech. Nice. Oh, so that's amazing. why I know about the guy.
0: Oh, okay, I, I don't read so the sad all of these his... are like the literary version of gamer gate. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. So
1: it's it. I don't read the books. I read until I come and then I close them. But <laughs> wait a
0: minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no.
3: We've gone on a Remind t- me not to touch your uh, Kindle ever.
0: <laughs> you do not want to see that Amazon wish list.
1: <laughs> oh, we've gone on Why is t- your
0: Kindle sticky? <laughs> <laughs> there are no pages, but yet the pages are sticky.
1: God, I, I How hope. How did you manage that? I hope George R.R. R. Martin isn't one of our three digit listeners because <laughs> we're going to lose, we're gonna
0: lose yeah. one. We might get up into the four figures after this one.
1: <laughs> um,. Yeah, I mean, one of the other big things I wanted to talk about this season, there were big fucking character arcs that everybody... uh, Jon Snow went from dead to King of the North. (laughs) Yeah. Cersei went from walking naked through the streets with dudes whacking their cocks at her to fucking Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. I mean, it has... I don't... I can't think of any other seasons. I can't think of any other shows where characters have had big arcs like this. Is there... And any others I'm missing or anything that you guys were particularly impressed? I think we all knew Jon Snow was going to have a huge arc. Because when you start with Dead.
3: Right. <laughs> the only way to go right. is up.
1: Yeah. Going to McDonald's afterwards, you're doing pretty well. That's a pretty big arc.
3: <laughs> I read an interview I with know, him. Better. Where he apparently, when they were filming the the bringing him back from the dead, he was he was naked on the slab and he fell asleep, (laughs) um, because I I guess it gets boring while you're waiting between takes. And he woke up and kind of forgot where he was and he was like, "Oh shit, I'm naked and dead in in uh, in Westeros. Like I'm just (laughs) I'm finally in hell."
0: If I if I was naked laying on a slab and Carice van van Houten was like washing me with a washcloth, I'd be all right with that. (laughs) That's a good day at work. That's all right. That doesn't suck. <laughs> that
3: doesn't sound bad. Well, I, I, bad. she's one I wonder when we talk about like character arcs over the season, she is now been, been driven into exile by the people she had been supporting. What's next yeah. for her? Because she's a very powerful character, even if she d- has sort of lost faith in her own abilities and her judgment, but she's being, being sent away.
1: Well, now that I have the theory stuck in my head of time is a wheel you know, it, it could be that she has always been there and has always tried to drive things and has never succeeded and it maybe she just tries to find a new way back, somebody else to convince somebody else to back well i,
0: I mean to try it, to... well she's heading south i i could see her meeting up with the brotherhood without banners yep and the hound
3: i could see that i also noted that earlier this season tyrion used the the priestesses of the yes. lords of light out in marine to put the word out that Danny was the chosen one, so I I wonder if she's going to find her way towards Daenerys.
1: It makes a yeah. certain amount of sense because all her power is based around fire and light, and Daenerys, at least in the show, is immune to that or one with it. Mm. So that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. She
0: could also too. I mean, she is from a shy right, mm. and that's technically kind of probably where. Uh, Jora is going oh. to try to find an answer. Okay. So if she goes back that way, I could see her maybe meeting up with him.
3: Now that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. God, I'd love to see how Jora interacts with her. Right? Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> I don't think they haven't met before, right?
3: No, no, they haven't. That's like the no. one, the one, like, Set of paths that is not crossed.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, for all the talk of religion and gods in in Westeros, the only one who's ever delivered anything is the Lord of Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Seven Seriously. Gods do dick. Uh, that and uh, yeah, the Three Eyed Raven and the the trees. But when it comes to a, an organized religion, as these right. things are, yeah, the Lord of Light's the only one who's actually shown he's there.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's bring, he brought people back. He's brought yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really I'm really in that vein. I'm really intrigued by that uh, the by Varys backstory of the uh, when he was cut and, yeah. the, and and the voice that spoke in the, out of the flame and even the Red Priestess this year said, "Would you like to know what it said?" And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do want to know what it said. <laughs> I want to know. Uh, I'm re- I'm really intrigued by that. Like that that story. And and I love that he's like he's that terrified of magic." Because of that, Um, there and there is that theme of there is another theory out there that the Maesters conspired to kill magic in the world and the dragons.
3: Interesting. Okay. Okay. Because
0: science and that because that's when they're starting to creep back. The the magic was always starting was starting to creep back, and then the White Walkers come, and then now there's dragons and and there's all this you know, and and even even uh, I think Thoris of Mir has talked about how. Uh, and and, I, and Melisandre may have even mentioned it that their powers have gotten stronger.
1: Because yeah, the the Maesters don't really seem to have their shit together in a way that it's because when when they well coming
0: from the Citadel coming m- meaning the Citadel itself.
1: Okay, Cause, yeah, know, not when, necessarily
0: the Maesters that are lord, you know lordlings, but there is that.
1: Because yeah, no. when, yeah, when they when they got to the library and it's just a, the guy sitting there and the DMV guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I said the exact same thing. <laughs> It's
1: like, oh, th- this is highly irregular. I'm like, oh god, the maesters aren't just ro- lawyers; they're rules lawyers. They're just <laughs> absolute scumbags. They're accountants, yeah. yeah. But it's it does not seem like they're completely <laughs> got their shit together. So that's a possibility.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but with that though, I mean, CM has certainly been around enough magical things at this point I and mean, he killed a walker he knows about dragon glass so if they're going to come at him with science yeah he'll be able to counter with yeah but here's how this other thing works and here's why right. it's important
1: it's a, oh based on what we've talked about here i think he's very close to becoming the punisher he's got his father's <laughs> valerian steel sword he's going to have the horn that'll bring down the wall he's about to yeah. become the uh, dead yeah. yeah. The Punisher. It's
3: Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
0: if you noticed too, when they showed the long shot of the Citadel, mm. did you notice what it was sitting on? No. No. There's a. It's a big black, and they talk about this in one of the. Uh, in the world of Ice and Fire, which is like the Encyclopedia World Book kind of thing. Yeah. Which is it's it's done from the point of a maester, but they talk about the base of it was black, was is oily black stone. Oh. So what I what I think is the base of the Citadel is obsidian. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. So he's got every weapon of
0: mass destruction. Right. Right. All he needs is wildfire. I wouldn't be surprised if if Sam doesn't discover that.
3: Now that would be interesting. Because then you have you you tear down the city in order to create weapons to save the city.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well yeah, you tear down the citadel. The whole citadel gets torn down. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, if you if you look at the long shot, you can see the base is like that oily black. Interesting.
1: Thank you, HBO Go. I'll be checking that out after (laughs) we
0: get home from the bar. Yeah.
3: Now, with the wildfire, did Cersei use it all up blowing up the High Sept, or do you think there's some left?
0: Oh, no, no. I think there's, there's supposedly it's supposedly layered throughout the city. The whole okay, city, yeah. Right. So yeah.
3: there should be plenty of wildfire should
1: somebody need it.
3: Okay. Well, because that's, that's the other thing, <laughs> is if, if Tyrion's coming back, and, and after they secure the Iron Islands, the next target is King's Landing, if, if Cersei is planning on using that, Tyrion's going to know. Because he knows where all of it is. Right. Does he know where all of it is? I think he does.
0: Yeah, from the second season.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, in my head it was he like, no, it he... Because he used it
3: to defend King's Landing.
1: Yeah, but in my head I thought he got some maesters to manufacture some, but yeah, he must have... Did he? Well, did he, he did, he
0: did. But but Cersei already had them manufacturing it. Okay. So he just said, now you're making it for me.
1: Yeah, Oh uh, God, when this whole s- series is done, it's going to be... Amanda and I are going to take a week off and just watch them all on <laughs> Blu-ray. Cause yeah, it's some of these older details. Get like uh, I three forget three cases of Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just hole up.
1: <laughs> but it's a, whether Cersei uses it or not. If you attack King's Landing and your primary attack mechanism is giant flamethrowers, nothing good is going to come out of King's Landing, no. one way or the other.
0: No. Well, it's- exactly because that stuff is highly flammable. It, it, it's highly explosive and flammable. If it catches, so it, it could be that, or I could see Cersei going. If you think you're going to burn, I'll burn the city myself, like Danny said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and then J- J- because that look Jamie gave her, the love is kind of lost now, I think.
3: Well, after spending that was a look of terror. like two or three episodes just waxing poetic on how much he loves her and how fierce his love is for her to to then turn on a dime once he sees his sister on the Iron Throne, that love has to turn to something pretty powerful. Yeah,
1: <laughs> He's lost a lot because of her. Two children, his hand. Three children now. Three children. So, yeah. yeah. And he's got to know, if anybody knows what she's capable of, you know, oh, he, yeah. he not only has witnessed it, he has heard her thoughts as it's been gone through. So, yeah. it's. Besides, he belongs with Brienne of Tarth anyway, for
0: God's no, sake. No,
3: no, Brienne and Tormund having giant ginger babies.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. That was amazing. I love that. (laughs) Speaking of, speaking of Jamie too, um, that was one case where diplomacy did work. Yes. Uh, yeah. But the Caesar river run, that's
1: true. But diplomacy by way of I will do absolutely anything. And that includes who do you love? I'll kill them. Right. So, and to me, that was, to me, that was more of a reminder of this is the type of person and willingness that thrives in westeros and right after that we move into okay people start to win the people that we like start to win the people we don't like start to lose but i I thought that as a storytelling point of just before we get to that we're going to remind you this is the type of person in action that works here so don't in my head it was okay we'll we'll give you one last reminder try to remember this while you see aria winning and sansa coming out on top right
2: right
3: so where is Brienne and Podrick off to now that they w- once they leave River Run? Where do they go? Because uh, we don't see them again the rest of the season. She, yeah,
0: they could meet up with the Brotherhood without Banners too.
3: Which would be interesting because we haven't seen Lady Stoneheart. But what if she's with the Brotherhood?
0: Well, she wasn't this season.
3: That we no, we didn't see her, and and giant fan outcry and all that. But, but
1: ultimately, Brienne is her, her her loyalties are to Caitlin, right? You no, know, Sansa yeah. was secondary. So yeah, if Lady Stoneheart were to be there, then yeah, that would lock her right into yeah. that.
0: Yeah, because in the book she does meet her. Yeah, and so. then she she has a choice. She has to choose between uh Podrick being hung or going to kill Jamie. Right. So,
1: so yeah, it's a. Otherwise, if if that doesn't happen, I imagine she would go back to Winterfell because she is still loyal to
3: Sansa. Right. Yeah. It's just interesting that you know Arya can get from Bravos to the North, um, but it takes Podrick slows them down (laughs) by dragging that giant wang every time he takes a step. (laughs) Well, that's just it. Like you know, I'm like picturing like as they're going down the river, the baby elephant walk. (laughs) You can't
0: disappoint the ladies.
1: (laughs) So at at this point, any predictions beyond the ones that we've already spit out, and we've had a few a few
0: solid
3: ones. Bran and Tormund have giant ginger babies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the goo goo (laughs) eyes are the best.
3: (laughs) But uh, before
1: we got to the whole time is a wheel thing that now I'm in love with and enraptured with my big prediction was going to be, you know, who winds up on the iron throne is uh, Tyrion. (laughs) I don't think that anymore after this show, and that's I've said it before on this show. Part of why I love doing it is having these conversations. It changes my mind about shit now and again, <laughs> which is fun. But yeah, my original theory was, yeah, you know what? Everybody will get wiped out because it's George R. R. Martin, and the one guy who is really equipped to be the king, but who doesn't want to be it and is already hated by everybody in the world by nature of we could see by that play that we saw two or three right, times. Right. Everybody thinks he's a villain to start with. He'll wind up being stuck <laughs> with having to rule these ungrateful fucking peasant pricks. I just but-
3: had a, a, a thought. Um, it's it's not a prediction. Help me understand, what what was the significance of uh, the Grand Meister being killed by the little birds? Why, was, why did it need to be done by the little birds?
1: Because it's fun watching evil children. <laughs>
0: yeah, because in the book, in the book, uh, Kevin Lannister is killed by Varys. Reappears at the end of the fifth book in King's Landing, and the little birds kill Kevin Lannister because basically uh, Kevin is running the city for while Cersei has been in prison, mm. and it's he's doing really well with it. Ah, <laughs> and so Varys comes back in to c- cause a little shit for for the for the coming of this this Targaryen that's not really a Targaryen. Um, <laughs> So I think they just did that. to. Honestly, I don't think there was a much more significance than that. Than
3: okay. it, was just to, it, was, it was just sort of weird. I'm like, okay, this is, this is effective. It, it called to mind actually right. um, a similar sort of scene that was in a, a completely different set of books, but it was just sort of odd. I'm like, I don't think he was a pederast. There's, n- there's nothing here to suggest that. No, he- no, no. That <laughs> was
0: the, the, those were Varys' little birds. Right. right. Remember how you'd always talk about how he gets information? Yep. The, that, those, the kids are how he gets information. Okay. Um, And then Kyburn took them over. Also, uh, all of those people kind of needed to be present at the at the Sept. Okay. So the little kids could get away with, you know. I mean, but I I don't think it was probably much more than that.
3: Okay. It just seemed an interesting way to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the one thing I took from that is clearly ten year old Lady Mormont was at King's Landing and at the Sept because she's the only one with balls of stone enough to stick a candle into fucking wildfire.
0: (laughs) 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 She's like, I'm out.
1: So any other prediction? I mean that was my big one that I now no longer stand by.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I you know what's weird. I think Tyrion my prediction for Tyrion is that he goes out, he dies, but as a hero that people actually remember.
3: And I think that's important because... Because
0: he's been so forgotten about throughout the... Like you said, the ungrateful fucking bastards in King Land and that he actually saved them. Well, and right. he was fucking kicked to the side.
3: And I, I was talking with Rob about this earlier. I, I think it's important he goes out a hero and that the people know that he's a hero. Because exactly. right now, exactly. the popular narrative as being played out by theater groups throughout the countryside that we saw this season is that Tyrion is is evil and and killed the beloved King Joffrey, when we all know that Joffrey deserved yeah. to go. <laughs> and, and and you know, it's it's a narrative that shows Cersei as somehow a sympathetic character and, and Joffrey was, you know, unjustly murdered by his evil uncle. And it's important that these characters take back the popular narrative and, and
1: Well, I mean the, the winners write the history. Right. And that's what's happening right now. Right, but yeah, it's. I agree. A fit ending for a character that good is to be seen historically as a hero, which also yeah.
3: would mean that Sansa will be significant and also brought up as a hero because she's part of that play as as being one of the the evil characters, one of the conspirators. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I think Sansa, I, I think Sansa will be the queen of the north.
3: Yeah, I think I think it's significant that that Danny is showing that she's willing to. Let individual kingdoms make the, the request to be left alone and to be independent, such as in the case of the Iron Islands, because that could very well mean that, yeah, the, the north remains free and independent under a queen.
1: Yeah, it's, I think that's something that would probably
3: probably have to happen. I mean, we're, we're,
1: we're seeing the results of attempted iron fisted tyranny over and over again. Yeah.
0: And I think there's a lot to do, too, with the free folk. Mm. You know, like, and, and, and that a big, theor- a big uh, theme of, of this, this story of the whole series is that when the lords play their game of thrones, it's the small folk that suffer. Yeah. Which goes back to that Septon Maribald speech, you know, is that it's the normal people that are, that are dying and that are, that are being tortured and that their crops are being burnt and, and that the lords are behind their high walls. You know, just, you know, like in, like in real life. The nor- it's the people, it's the soldiers, it's the, the people that live in the villages that are suffering. And I think there's going to be some kind of uprising of that. I don't think the old system is going to hold.
1: Yeah, but in that old system, you get awesome scenes like when the sept blows up and just some peasant walking down the street gets pasted across the cobblestones by a flying bell. Well, yes. As a spectator, I'm for this system of sure, government. It's sure, working yeah. for yeah. me.
3: But, but Danny says she's going to break the wheel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Over a peasant? I will watch that.
0: <laughs> she will drop the wheel on his head. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that, um, I like that the the White Walkers, there was always the theory that they're not just bad guys. Like, you know, just, just stereotypical bad guys. There's something more to them. And we saw that this season with how they were created. Mm. They, were, they were the first men and they were turned against their own kind, you know. I think that, that's, that, that was really interesting. I do feel like the beginning of the Seven Kingdoms was Aegon the Conqueror who came in with his dragons and took out all the, uh, all the kingdoms and united them that way. I, th- I think we will see some kind of, like you said, time is a wheel. I think we'll see some redo of that with Danny coming over as the oh. Conqueror.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now that, that makes a lot of sense. It, yeah, God. <laughs> now I want to yell at George R.R. R. Martin because yeah, with this time of <laughs> wheel thing, I want to see if that, that works. Yeah. I respect the I man too much there's to something yell at.
0: There. I don't know if it'll be exactly that but I feel like there's something there.
1: That that's our, hey look I I've latched onto it clearly I think I'm I'm with you John I like it <laughs> all right, all
0: right, all
1: right. <laughs> all right uh, anything else or should we wrap it up uh, see even this one uh, we're <laughs> we're close two to hours. two
0: hours <laughs> I think we're good I think we hit all of it we, we got Hodor man yeah. that was that that just was heartbreaking it was. that Hodor scene oh. it was so, but I mean, it for, was like you knew that word meant something you knew it was like speak friend and enter you yeah know I mean? like you knew you knew there was something significant to uh-huh. it but then just that his whole life was forfeit for that moment. It yeah. was just it was heartbreakingly beautiful.
1: It was and but it, his life was for a moment where he absolutely delivered. Oh and yeah, in between no, exactly. it he That's did I mean. a lot of great stuff for Braun, and yeah. It's, it gave everything meaning up until then. It's like yeah, I'm I'm just the brute who'll bring everybody around, but it's no you had yeah. a purpose, buddy.
0: Yeah, God exactly. Bless he you. had his one purpose and it was great. Oh, and there was one 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 thing that I wanted to bring up that I was glad kind of got debunked. Mm-hmm. Was there was a lot of people saying, "Oh, that 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 there's two twin." There was twins and John and Mira Reed. Oh yeah, were, yeah. Were, <laughs> I was so glad at that. I'm like, that is way too Star Wars. It's going to be already kind of <laughs> a little too convenient that tar- that if Tyrion becomes a Targaryen, which I think he, he actually is. I think that is that is going to bear out to be true. Um, but if that was the case, it was just like that's just too much. That was a little, that would be a little too much. That one was given to Howland and one was given to Ned. <laughs> it was
3: just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There is another. No, there fucking yeah, exactly. isn't. <laughs> God
1: damn it. Somehow so. I always knew. Really? While well, you were making out with him in the beginning of fucking Empire? Yeah, you yeah. never knew.
0: Well, no. Yeah, in what Targaryens do. No one knew anything. He didn't even know that Vader was his father in the first movie. They didn't know. You <laughs> didn't know any of that stuff.
1: Uh, after. No. Oh, retcon. Now I'm pissed for a whole different reason. God damn it. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. That's sorry. all right. That's all right. Uh, all right. Well, in that case, why don't we wrap it up? Okay. All right. All right. Yes, to, uh, to our listeners, all, all three digits of
2: them. We love you. <laughs> yes,
1: we do. Absolutely. And we uh, don't know where you found this particular episode, but you can always find us at our home website, com. We are on Facebook. I'm actually doing stuff on Facebook now, so it, it actually makes sense to come by and maybe like it.
3: It's not just pictures of cornhole.
1: Not just pictures of cornhole. <laughs> 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 crisis on it's infinite Mast. midlives is the page off of facebook.com we are on twitter our twitter handle is at infinite midlife we are on tumblr crisis on infinite you can find the show on itunes and if that's how you get your podcasts, do us a favor give us a review give us a rating it helps new people find the show we are and on subscribe subscribe yes yeah, subscribe for the love of god you don't want to you don't want to miss a minute of these dick jokes they're gold <laughs> baby gold you can uh, find us on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on TuneIn Radio. Uh, we're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Did I miss anything? I'm always afraid I miss something.
3: I think you got everything.
1: All right. So yes, John Keating. Thank you again for for being a part of this. It's uh yes. it's always fun talking Game of Thrones with you every year when this is. Uh, when this is done, when there when there's a new book out, I'll read it real quick. Maybe we can have you on for that one. Oh, that'll be wonderful, yeah. Yeah. And I'm
0: always available for any Doctor Who discussion as well. Excellent, excellent. Fan. Oh. Um, oh, and you can follow me on Twitter at jkeats, j k a j k e a t s all right so people that are on, on the twitters uh
1: any other urls you want to throw out or uh, otherwise, uh, uh no
0: you can check you're going to post the, the the trailer right the concessionaire's must die trailer yes i yeah. am that'll be the, on link. the show. yeah notes. great yep and that'll do
1: all right so thank you again john uh yeah thanks for
0: having me that was a blast as
1: always yes this has been episode uh 120 of the crisis on infinite midlife show i'm rob i'm amanda
3: thank you for listening and derp. thank you for introducing me to the world of hugo butt plug porn <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hugo go award winning. <laughs> <laughs>